All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Armchair Arguments. Matt here, Brandon here again with me. Um, welcome into a, 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 a kind of eerie Monday morning with the news, the tragic news of, of Kobe Bryant passing away yesterday along with his oldest daughter, Gianna. Um, just really sad news for a guy that was a, not only a legend, not only a legend, but an icon, uh, not a, not just a guy that was known in the basketball world, but was known in all of sports world, all in the U.S., all worldwide. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, Brandon, the only thing that I can think of that's equivalent to something like this is maybe a, you know, one of the Kennedys passing away. Maybe the, when John, when John F. Kennedy passed I mean, because there's nothing in our lifetime that I can think of that I can compare it to. Um, because of just the status that he has and the impact that he has on people as well as kids. Um, just a really tough situation and just condolences with, with his family. Um, Brandon, what do you have to say about it? Um, it was just tragic, man. Like, I saw the thing on my phone and I thought it was like, I got on Facebook and saw it, so I thought it was a fake article. Fake news, yeah. And then I got on uh, got on Twitter and I saw Adrian Wojnarowski put something about it and I was like I I was kind of just like blown away caught off guard I felt like I was uh, I was I was robbed of his time and obviously because he you just saw how excited he was most NBA players when they retire from basketball that's still the only thing they can be fixated about like you know Michael Jordan still wants to be greatest player of all time they would ask Kobe that question he would say I don't care like you know what I mean like he literally put the basketball career behind them and he was focused on where he was going and that was mostly his family and he was cared about he all he cared about was being there for his family and being a great dad and he I mean he was writing children's stories producing movies but you could tell that really his only thing that he cared about in life was being there for his family so I it kind of as a dad as going to be a dad as you're a dad as there's so many out there it kind of shows you what what should be your main focus you know should it be your your work and what you're doing or should it be the family that you go home to every day and it was just a it was hard to hear, and I was a fan, not just – I wasn't born a fan, you know what I mean? Like, I got to watch him play when he wore number eight, and I respected that Kobe. And then when he went to number 24, and I don't know why, he just won me over, man. Just the way he played, the way he worked, the way he talked. Mamba mentality is a real thing. And I literally became a fan of Kobe Bryant. And then the more and more I got to see him, his life after basketball, all you could do is respect somebody like that. And it was tragic losing somebody like that. Yeah, man, I, I think, like you said, I mean, he, he was robbed of the best years of his life. I mean, everybody says winning five, yeah, no doubt. Winning five championships and – and winning it, you know, having the basketball career that he did, you would think that were the best years of his life, but it wasn't. It was getting a chance to be a father, getting a chance to coach his oldest daughter. Um, he knew that. You know what I mean? And he, he loved it. Every every clip that you see, most of the clips that you see um, are him of sitting with his oldest daughter courtside, you know, kind of teaching mm-hmm. her the game and everything. Man, and just the impact that he had on, on other people of the game, other people in women's basketball. I mean, his push – to get women, uh, the WNBA players, uh, paid more, and they did, and you know his push to, to to say that how good you know how good, and it was because I think his realization of him having four girls, you know him yeah. saying, hey look man, I, you know I gotta you know I gotta help the female you know the female population out in basketball, and just in general he knows what that means, and 
and like you said, you're you're obviously having a girl. Found out yesterday. Congratulations, Brandon. That you're, oh, sure. That you're having a little girl, and I have twi- two 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 girls, two twin girls. That okay. obviously that I feel very strongly about too, man. Yesterday was just a day that you just want to you know grab the one close to you, especially if you're having kids or if you have children, um, and, and keep them close because you know not only is it sad news that that Kobe passed away, but the loss of his oldest daughter. You know, you just feel for for his wife and the rest yeah. of his children. I mean. Those children that you know won't get a chance to to have that time with a special individual. I mean, you know, we could we could go down the line. I, I tell you what, I think what we need to do next is you know kind of tell talk about those great Kobe moments. I think it's oh. I think that's what he would want you to talk about the next day. You know, after this, obviously there's some time to grieve, but there's some time to celebrate a man's life. You're and, right. Uh, I think like you know you have some you you've watched him more than I have, but I mean, like I said, he was such an icon that. There's some moments that I know too. Um, you know, of course, is uh, is 81 point night, right? I mean, yeah, that's 81. That was probably one of the most impressive things that he did. Um, but you talk. I mean, we talk about it all the time. You know, his relationship was with Shaq was estranged sometimes. But they 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 were the only other three peat besides the Chicago Bulls, correct? Yep. Yep. And then to go and win back to back without him, you know, once he was 24, like you mentioned, later in his career, and becoming becoming the leader becoming that true leader and winning back-to-back championships was were two of impressive feats all, all to their own and matthew he won those two back-to-back yes but the only reason he didn't win a third one is because they had these guys called the boston celtics that teamed up and they said we had to take number 24 down we had to take the mamba down and that's the only way he didn't win three back-to-back he lost to the Celtics in the finals that third year. And if he would have did, he said the only person, he wanted to be the best. He wanted to be the best of all time. And this guy was literally doing it. And then we talk about the free agency and the trades and teams coming together. And that's exactly what happened. And that's what brought this man. That's why he didn't win the, the second thir- uh, three-peat. You know, so like this guy was absolutely an unbelievable basketball player. Um, just to read a few things, he was a five-time NBA champion, two times Finals MVP, 2008 MV, uh, Most Valuable Player, eight-time NBA All-Star. I mean, the list goes on and on. Two-time scoring champion. Another thing, I think you'll like, he was an NBA slam dunk contest winner, a champion. I mean, this guy just did it right. He both, Two numbers uh, retired by the Los Angeles Lakers, number eight, number 24. I mean, this guy literally did it all. Fourth in all-time points. And you talked about the, his his 81 game. My favorite Kobe moment probably was whenever in this final game of his NBA career, everyone was just curious. They were kind of hoping he'd put up 20, 30. This guy put up 60 points <laughs> in a game. And in the same night where Golden State Warriors won 73 games and tied the record for the most wins in the regular season, this guy put up 60. And that's the only thing people really talk about. When you talk about that night, people remember that more than Golden State putting up 73 wins. Yeah. And they won that game because he let them come back. Like, he hit three after three after high, high off the glass. Like, I mean, unbelievable player. So much respect for him. And he's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. People don't talk about it enough, but he's – He's the closest thing we've seen to Michael Jordan, and he's one probably one or two wins away from maybe even eclipsing him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, that um, I think that, you know, here's the most impressive moment to me. Um, 
was the Achilles thing. I mean, yeah, the guy. I mean, we've seen countless players, you know, tear their Achilles, basketball, baseball, football, regardless of sport. And I, we have never seen a guy or any any person tear their Achilles, get go up, to the line, knock their two <laughs> shots, knock their two free throws down, and then walk off the court under his own power. I've never seen that before. I don't think I'll yeah. see that again. I just never seen that before you know i mean watch paul pierce get carried off the court not to discredit paul pierce i don't mean to pick on him but you know um, yeah for a guy i mean just his toughness man day in and day out I, I didn't realize there was a point where he separated his right shoulder and he didn't tell anybody about it and uh, or didn't you know let the media know about it and he was using his left hand for everything and they thought that he was just adding another option to his game <laughs> yeah but he didn't want yeah. anybody to know you know what i mean he didn't want anybody to have yeah. advantage on him you know and it's just that that's that mamba mentality that you talk that you that you mentioned a little bit. I mean, guys took that on. Guys, young guys, regardless of sport, have taken what Kobe has showed them. Because look, we talk about Michael Jordan. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, and of course he was before my time. But Michael had had the same mentality, and Kobe probably tried to model that after him a little bit, but Kobe was his own guy. He modeled his yeah. game after Michael, but Kobe's toughness was nothing. Nothing compares to, to, to Kobe's toughness, his grit, his determination. Of course, he was blessed with a God-given talent that not many other people have. But his work ethic after that is what makes that's... him who he was, man. You know, I mean, I think that's the difference. I think, you know, you know, I'm going to hit on this because I can't help myself. You know, I'm a, I'm an avid yeah. LeBron hater. You know, you know this, yeah. right? Um, and of all the people in the NBA, current players especially, this is going to hit him harder than anybody else. Because yep. LeBron James is, of course, a people pleaser. And he even said, I mean, the only thing I've heard him say so far is all he wanted to do was make Michael and Kobe proud. And look, yeah. and I think that's an awesome quote. I think that's, you know, that's something that's, it means a lot to him. And he was close to that. And he's still close to those guys. But he cares about what those guys think. And if there's any organization, kind of like with the Saints, when, when Katrina hit that time, if there's any organization that deserves a championship after what have what has happened, it's the it's the Lakers, man, and yeah. and I think I hope that from seeing the life that Kobe lived, that LeBron see you know that life's short, that take you know that you only have so many opportunities to to not worry about what other people think, because that's what Kobe Kobe didn't care, bro, especially on the court, yeah. you know what I mean. And I hope if if LeBron decides to take that mama mentality, bro, I'm just telling you right now. He, I hope that he wins MVP. I hope that he just becomes the guy that I've been waiting to see. You know, he has the, he had that a little bit when he was at Cleveland the last year, you know, before when he beat Golden State. But I hope he mm-hmm. takes that on for Kobe, kind of that Kobe living through him kind of thing. Man, I hope that happens because that will be a wonderful story. And it will help his career, too. It will help LeBron's career a lot. And um, just his legacy and everything that goes along with it. And I know he has nothing else to lose, really. But he has a lot to gain with Kobe, you know, after this has happened. Um, and I just – I kind of look forward to the rest of the season to see what happens. And, you know, everybody will be too because this will be – you know, this will be – I mean, he'll, he's going to he's gonna be the first ballot Hall of Famer this year, you know? No doubt. Oh, yeah. that, he, it, just, it just kills me, man, especially – I did think – I did think it was really cool how teams were taking, like, 24-second shot clock violations, eight-second backcourt violations to start the games – and uh, respect and honor to Kobe. Uh, Trey Young came out instead of wearing his number 11 jersey. He wore number eight, you know, that night. So, and Trey Young went and worked out with him. Like, he worked out with him for almost a whole summer. 
you know, so that is a super cool man. And like you said, he was a mentor for these young guys. Dwayne Wade came out and put a, a very emotional video about how he the only ta- only thing he wanted to do was get into the league and make Kobe Bryant know who he was because he idolized his game. And yeah. you kind of saw you saw uh, Kobe idolize Jordan. You saw Dwayne Wade idolize yeah. uh, Kobe. So this this thing is something yeah. that trickles down, you know. So. You know, there's always somebody watching. There's always someone who wants to be like you. Um, so make sure you, you're you trying to live the right way, and that's what Kobe did. And he worked his butt off on and off the floor, um, and he just wanted to be remembered. They had I heard somebody, they had they quoted him, and he said, yes, I was blessed and have had talent. And he's like, and I'm very grateful for that. But I want people to remember me for – uh, not just having talent, but putting every ounce of energy and trying to be better. Like he worked. That's all he did. He wanted to be known as someone who worked their tail off. And that's what he wanted to be remembered for. And sir, you, you, you will be, there's no doubt that everyone, when you think of Kobe Bryant, you think of one of the most, most hardest working, not just NBA players, but men that we've ever seen, you know, walk this planet. Yeah. I mean, guy wore 24 for the, the hours of work he put in the day. To be the wow. best basketball player in the world, you know what I'm saying? Well, don't, don't you love it though? Yeah, don't you love it? He did, man. It's just, it's hard. You know, it was a sad day yesterday. I, you know, I think me and me and my family had plans to do some things, and we just shut them down, man, because it was like, it was a tough day, and it was, you know, the weather. It was almost like, yeah. you know, you know, God knew the situation that was going on. You know, it was just a tough, tough day. But I mean, like I said, I think his legacy is one that will never be forgotten in not just basketball, but in the sports world. So um, kind of, you know, similar to, to Jeter, you know, he's the equivalent to, yeah. to Derek Jeter too, that, that kind of impact that, that a guy has. And all you can do is really just like, you know, the, you've seen the gift of, of course, Derek Jeter's son with his last game tipping the cap. I mean, that's all I can, yeah. I can really think of because that's all he'd want. You know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have to have, he never cared about all that stuff. He just cared about, you know, being the best, but he was the most competitive pe- person you'll probably ever meet. And then he was probably the most competitive father you'll ever meet and husband. You know what I mean? He, he cared. Yeah. He just was passionate about what he did, no matter what it was, whether it was being a husband, being a father, or being the best basketball player in the world. And that's just, you know what? No, keep going. Go. Sorry. No, I'm, that's it. I, uh, I have a recent story probably about a couple weeks ago that came out and I, uh, it's after post basketball. I love it actually. It's uh Kobe took his daughter Gigi to go watch the Dallas Mavericks play, and uh, Luca was about to inbound the ball, and he heard someone talking to him in his native tongue, and he's like, "What the heck?" And he looked around, looked behind him, and it was Kobe Bryant talking to him in his native tongue. You know, so like this guy was so smart, very intellectual, and. I just thought that was one of the coolest stories, you know. Like Kobe was not just a basketball player; he was so much more than that. Extremely intellectual, um, and he just loved people, and he 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 cherished that, and he loved making an impact. It's simple, as simple as talking to somebody in their native tongue who doesn't hear it all the time. He doesn't, you know, he probably never hears it, you know. But he was just a really smart, cerebral person and player, and it's the little moments like that that you're gonna remember forever, like small yeah. things like that. That's right, 17-year-old kid coming out of Philly, growing up in the NBA and becoming who he was, you know. So, yeah. Um, hats off to him. All right, so another quick segment of uh, a guy that's, you know, just making his career, just starting his career in the NBA at, at, at 19, 
a guy named Zion Williamson uh, played last night after uh, uh, played against the Celtics. They got a win. Um, he's played in three games so far, Brandon. Um, what do you make of, of Zion's debut in his first three games? I mean, obviously, it's uh, incredibly impressive. He's still a freak athlete, and he reminded uh, of my he reminded myself why he was picked number one. First game where he's jumping over the seven footer, snatching it out of his hands, uh, one hand. Um, I mean, he's just you see the potential, right? Like there's so much potential, and you see the energy that he brings to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I think they're going to grab that eighth spot, Matt, in the playoffs. I really do. I think they're going to grab it if they uh, stay injury-free. And I just see so much potential. I think he's a little overweight right now. He's not in basketball shape. I know he's still on the minutes restriction. But we just finished talking about it. I want to see the Mamba mentality. I want to see it. I want to see him go get every ball that comes off the rim that it's his. Uh, he should be a 15-rebound guy almost every every night, a 15-15, and 15, I think. Like, he's that, that type of potential, you know. So, I just want to see him – I want to see Mamba mentality for Zion Williamson. And because if you see that, we might be witnessing one of the best athletes to ever play this game. So, the potential's there. Uh, amazing speed, amazing amazing vertical. Um, everybody knows what he could do, but I just – I can't wait to watch more. I'm always glued to the TV. So, that's my take on him. Yeah, I, I think you know. Can we can we talk about just the the fact that you know, at, you know, being from Louisiana, the Pelicans team in itself, you know, with Brandon Ingram has shown some things I've seen before. You know, everybody was scared with the blood clot in his leg, but he has some Kevin Durant s qualities, correct? Yep, he do. He's and Kobe too. He was a huge Kobe fan. Like he loves the mid range jumper. He loves a little fadeaway. Put his back to the basket, shimmy, go over the shoulder. Um, he he just he's a very good player. He's a very good. He's a he's kind of timid like a young Kevin Durant. That was a good uh I guess uh, analogy uh yeah. or comparison. Um and the sky's the limit for him. He can shoot the three ball. He has a good mid-range. He's a little undersized, but he's a very good player and he's kind of became the star in New Orleans and carried them. But with Zion coming back, it's going to be fun to watch those two play together. And you still got Drew Holiday, and Lonzo has a big key role on that team as well. So, yeah. they have a dude, they have a legit shot to get that eighth seed. And if they get the eighth seed the first year when Zion's there, dude, watch out. Watch out. The Pelicans might be something, to, a force to be reckoned with in the future. Yeah, and I think, you know, with having the, having the ability to have all those draft picks in the future, all those first-round draft picks, it gives you a lot of leverage to say, hey, if they make a run and do make the eighth seed, and of course they won't beat the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever they play, but they make it competitive. And, you know, like you said, you even mentioned Drew Holiday and some of those guys. You know, all I could think about was they're building for the future, building for the future. But what if the future's now? I mean, what if I guess they could trade away some of those picks um, for another another superstar possibly the next couple of years too if they, yes. if they wanted to, if that came about. But I think they're going in the right direction. I think the, G, the new guy uh, – uh, who's the GM? What's his name that came from the cast? David Griffin. David Griffin. I think they're all – I think they're going the right direction. I think they're doing the right thing with Zion's minutes too. This is the most minutes he played last night, and they let him finish the game. His third game in, I thought that was okay. I mean, I, a lot of people didn't like him restricting him to start off with, but I like it. I mean, the guy's a – he's a third – like you, we talked about before, I think he's the third heaviest player in the NBA. Uh, yes. He's not the tallest guy by any means, you know, at 6'6". So, 
Um, I do think he could cut some weight down and build some more muscle. I think that'll happen just over time. In general, he's a, I mean, so young, you know, he might yeah. grow another inch, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I just, but the, like you said, the talent is there. He continues to create a shot, continues to work on his three-point game, any kind of jumper at all. He will be deadly too. But man, the potential is there for for him and the entire team because of of the you know how much they've grown so far just between Lonzo Ingram and then of course. Uh, Zion, who who is you can already tell is just going to be a superstar. I mean, oh, like so, I, somebody said it best, his floor, his floor is Blake Griffin. Yeah. And his, anything above that, you know, in his, his ceiling is we don't know where it's at. You know what I mean? We have There's, no idea how high the know, ceiling goes. That's right. We don't know his ceiling and his floor is Blake Griffin. So no matter what, he's going to be an all star. You know what I yeah. mean? But, you know. His first night, he stepped on the court. Like people were worried about him. You know, they they were they, they they were trying to game plan for him. They had no idea what to do. Um, did they? How many wins they have with Zion? Is it two or three? Wait, say that again. How many with Zion on the floor and playing? How many wins they have? Are they three and zero? Are they two and one? Because I know they beat uh, the Spurs and they beat the Celtics. Who no, they well, they didn't beat the Spurs. Even though they had he had a great game. Oh, there. you're right. Yeah, they came they're back only, and they only, lost the lead. They're only he's played three games. They're only one and two. So and it's one and two. Okay. Yeah. But you could just feel the energy in the building and the team. I mean, like this guy stepped on the floor and without even touching the basketball was already creating buzz, creating excitement, already making plays. The lob he caught last night where he like he like faked the screen and cut to the basket. This dude's head was at the rim and. Like I mean, it's unbelievable. This like, this guy is he's just he's so good and he's just so much fun to watch. I haven't seen somebody with this much hype coming to the NBA besides LeBron James when he was 18 years old coming out of high school. Like this is the next big thing, man. I really think this is the next big guy, the next big freak athlete that we're going to be marveling about how he does stuff, you know, for a long time. And what's cool, the coolest thing about it is he's playing for the Pels, you know, and I think yeah. I hope that he, I hope, you know, of course that may not happen depending on what happens with the team, but wouldn't it be awesome to be able to see him play uh, for his entire career like Kobe? I mean, the chances of that happening are probably <laughs> somewhere in the 15 percentage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you got to win. You got to win. Yeah, and you do, and, and I think that they, they're surrounding with talent, with a lot of young talent, and you know, like I said, the future is whatever they want it to be. I mean, if they want to continue to surround him with draft picks, you know, because they have plentiful of them, you know, yeah. um, or that they want to surround him with, with superstars that have already made it, too. Um, they could, Personally. They could yeah, Personally. They could, you, ready? you ready for this one? Okay. Okay. I would try to get, like, a superstar on a team that's underachieving. Um, you got a bunch of draft picks or maybe a team that wants to rebuild the Wizards, Bradley Bill. Um, the Suns, they're kind of in limbo right now, you know, Devin so Booker. maybe Devin Booker, something like that. Like, can you imagine if they added something like that to that team? Like, oh, that would be – that would just get me going. I, I just want to see them just – They this is their chance. You know, like obviously maybe not this year, but they got about a five-year window, I think, where the Pelicans have to become a top-four seed. And if they do that, then they have a really good chance of keeping Zion Williams for a really long time. But – um you know, they had AD, it didn't work out. And good news is with David Griffin, you know, he was there with LeBron and Cleveland. Like, he knows to keep this guy, you got to keep, you got to please this guy. You got to be able to win. You got to have good pieces around him. So he has experience there, and I think they're going to try to do whatever they can to put 
a winning basketball team where money really shouldn't be an issue around Zion to try to keep this town as long as they can? Well, I'm, I'm going to throw a question out there for you, Brandon. Right now, right now, and I'm not talking about in the future or anything. Right now, who would you rather have on your team um, for this year and moving forward, Anthony Davis or Zion Williamson? Oh, probably Anthony Davis because Zion's only okay. played three games. Okay, okay. I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard one. I mean, Anthony Davis is what twenty six, twenty seven. So he's still really. Oh, that's a hard question, man. That's really, a, I think, a coin flip depending if you're looking at potential. Um, that's that's a very difficult question. <laughs> like it's it's hard for me to say one or the other. Uh, I am an AD fan. I've been one for a while. And Zion, like you just see the potential. We said he's a he's a Blake Griffin at as the floor is Blake Griffin, and we don't know what the ceiling is. So yeah, I mean, with, but with AD's Andy, also he could be a generational player. You know, that's the thing with Anthony Davis, you pretty much know what you're getting. I mean, you may see some more improvement in the next couple of years too playing alongside LeBron, but you know what you're getting with Anthony. With Zion, you have no idea, right? I mean, you don't yes. – you see the potential, like you said. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually agreeing with you on that. I think, I'm, I think right now I take Anthony Davis because of what – you don't know what the future holds with Zion. And Anthony Davis right now is a top three, top four player in the NBA. So, um, I, I think you'd have to take Anthony Davis too to – you know, to – to build around at this point. If you were building a team around, I think I'd take Anthony Davis. A lot of people are going to hate us saying that. but um, Well, I mean, in you know, play devil's advocate, Anthony Davis, when he – it was just him on the Pelicans, you know, they struggled. Like, it's hard for a big man to just dominate the game. Like, you need a point guard. You need a, you need a sidekick. You need a guy who can get the ball down the floor, pick and roll, you know, take pressure off of you. And yeah. I think that's why they, he struggled in New Orleans. You know, Drew Holiday is a great player, but he's not a electric point guard. You know, so he's not a guy who can handle the ball every time when he comes down the floor. But Zion's a little bit different. He's a big man. He could also step out and shoot. But he has handles and like, and he's just so hard to stop. He has that LeBron factor. If he starts coming downhill, just move out the way. Like just, <laughs> just move out the way because you, you're saving your body trouble because he's gonna hurt you. And you're going to get posterized anyway. So just let them have the two points and don't send them to the line. Like, <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough money to take that charge. You can't. Yeah, he, he's probably – you know, that's another question, too. Is he the most intimidating basketball player coming in transition on a fast break than, that, that we've ever seen? And I, I, would, I would say, yeah, I don't know that if there's another guy. I mean, because Shaq, you know, he's liable to lose the ball if he's running down the fast break like yes. that, you know? LeBron is very intimidating at 6'8", 250. I, I get that, you know, 260, whatever he is. He is the most man, intimidating guy since LeBron James. We can say that very yeah, comfortably. He's got 6'6", 285, man. His shoulders are bigger than a lot of people's <laughs> the width of their Matt, hips. You know this dude weighs as much as a football player as a 42-inch vertical. That is a DN coming down to dunk on you, bro. <laughs> like, move out of the way. That like, is a big DN, too. Like, that's not – that's not a lean 250, I'm an edge rusher, pass rusher, DN. That's a I could pass rush. That's J.J. Watt. That's J.J. Watt coming down the floor and then 360 windmilling. You know, then, like, oh. That's J.J. Watt with a vertical out of this world. Like, a 42, at least, at minimum 42. He might be 43. Like, 
That's unbelievable. Like you realize this guy weighs more than let me think. Who's the other six six guy? Let's say Michael Jordan. This guy, all right, they're both six six. This guy weighs two eighty. Michael probably weighed two fifteen. Two twenty? I was pretty I was in the ballpark. Two twenty. Sixty five pounds more than Michael. And this locomotive has more (laughs) vertical than Michael Jordan. Air Jordan is what they call him. This guy gets his head over the rim. He's two hundred eighty five pounds. Like, oh. thank God that they they fixed the rims and backboards from when those guys <laughs> broke them back in the day with Shaq and all those guys, even the guys before Shaq. Because my God, there would be so many replacement rims and replacement backboards. That this guy glasses would be broken, you know. So thank God for that because he just a he's a scary individual coming down with the basketball. He's still a kid. He's nineteen years old. <laughs> like, do you understand? Like. You know, my football coach in college, okay, you know what he would always say? And uh, it's it's true. I didn't think it was true when I was 18, 19, 20, but it is true. He said there's a difference between an 18-year-old kid playing a game and a 22-year-old man. And once I got to that age and I'm playing the game as a senior in high school and you look back to how far you've come and all the hours you put in and how you mature and how you've gotten stronger, Matt, do you realize when this guy hits 22 what he'll be doing? Oh, I know. And and the thing about it is, is he's shown a level of maturity and obviously a physical maturity too, but even his his social and um, his mentality and all that stuff, he shows a mentality that, that we haven't seen from a lot of 19-year-old kids. You know what I mean? It's very yeah. mature. He's, he's very to- grateful to be here. Yeah, man. Very in hunger, seems hungry. Just all he, you know, I watched his interview after the Celtics game. You know, I've, I've kept up with him a pretty good bit. I've watched mo- all three games, I think, for the most part. And um, he, all he wants to do is win. You know, yes. all he really wants. I mean, he wants individual ex- ex- success, but he knows. I love it. You know, like Joe Burrow, like those guys. You know, they, you know, individual success comes when you win. You know, it's yeah. hard. To, you know, it's hard to win a Heisman. It's hard to win an MVP when you don't win. You know, um, you know, the list goes on. Like Cam Newton. The one year he won an MVP in, in, in the NFL, Cam Newton and Matt Ryan, both of them won of MVPs, and, and Drew Brees does not, which is hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, MVPs is because they had the best teams in the NFL. You know, yes. Lamar Jackson this year, technically before the playoffs, I would say he probably had the best team in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes last year. It just – individual success comes with team success. I mean, that's the only way you can achieve it. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's what Kobe figured out later in his career too. And it was pretty neat to hear they had a documentary that Spike Lee did in 2008. I didn't. I know we didn't mention this before, but he talked mm-hmm. about um, Kobe talked about you know his whole career at as number eight. Um, and that time with Shaq, he was just the guy that was the slasher, the guy that could go get it. He was a scorer and a baller, and to do the things he needed to do to win the game, you know. But it was about him. And then as he took on 24 and saw what he that he that it was more about the team success. Like, what can I do to make Paul better? What can I do to make Fisher better? What can I do to make metal, you know, talking about metal, all these guys that were around him, what, because they want their own individual success. Like I did when I was, you know, when I did early in my career, but what can I do? Cause if I make them as the best player they can be, then I know that it, it, the team success is going to come with it. And I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was super cool to even think about, you know, cause we think of Kobe as like, I'm not passing the ball. <laughs> I'm about to go out there. Yeah. Shot, you know. I would have passed it to you, but the room was open first type thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But, but, uh, but I think that that's how he won two championships later in his career. I mean, obviously, uh, at that time, he was probably the best player in basketball. And there, probably there's no probably to it. He was. 
But yeah. um, but his his focus, his laser focus on making everybody around him better. I mean, you mentioned before we had an argument about Paul Gasol being an all star and being a great player. <laughs> and I said, no, he's not. I got. But the thing is, is, is I never said he was a great player. I'm just saying Kobe made him who he was in general. Okay, yeah. If it wasn't for Kobe, we wouldn't even be talking about Paul Gasol right now. You know. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're yeah. right. You know, and then, of course, you know, I know you're another big fan of a guy named Shaq, and I know Shaq's going through some tough times, you know, uh, because, you know, I don't know. Maybe I hope Shaq, you know, they've talked enough and got out the things they need to. I hope Shaq doesn't have any regrets. You know, I think that's the hardest part when you have a friendship that was kind of off and on, you know what I mean? Some things that, you know, they were seem like they were in a good place by the time, you know, know, yesterday happened, of course. Um, But, you know, guys that played on a team together, you know, it's hard. You have a your brotherhood when you play on a team together, especially guys that want to three peak together. And they were two best players on the team. You know. Yeah. Um. So I hope that I hope that Shaq's hope Shaq's doing okay today. I another quick story, Kobe story before we kind of finish up. I remember I was reading. Uh, I was reading. I don't remember who it was, and they were talking about Kobe Bryant, mom mentality, and just how like he's a killer on the floor and all this stuff. And apparently at practice. He was him and this guy were going back and forth. And he punched him in the face because he wasn't guarding him close enough. It wasn't guarding hard enough, you know. <laughs> so like, he, you know, like this guy worked as hard as possible, and he wanted just because he was working as hard as possible, he wanted you to because he was trying. Expected you to be trying to get better because he knew if you were getting better and he was getting better than everybody else would, and then the team would be successful. So I mean, like this guy was just a winner. Um, great guy, great man, great dad, great businessman, heck of a basketball player. And as you can, as I mean, as we talk about, and everyone else is talking about, there are still lessons to be learned from Kobe Bryant, and I think everyone's reflecting on those today. Yeah, once in a ge- once in a generation guy, once in a generation type of guy. And, yes. And I just uh, just applaud the life that he lived, and you know, unfortunately, it was short lived. But a lot of things, like you said, can be learned from the life that he lived, and. Um, like I said, just hats off to him and uh, condolences to, to him and as well as his daughter. And, you know, that's, you know, of course, we talked yeah. about the, the tough situation for him and his family. But, you know, God does everything for a reason. Um, he doesn't do anything by accident. So um, I think a lot of things, will, a lot of good will come of this. It's hard to believe that, but I think a lot of good will come of, of what's happened yesterday. So, all right. Well, thank you to everybody that listened. Brandon, do you have anything else before we go off? Not much, man. All right. Just Mamba out. Mamba out. Thank you.